Welcome to the So That Got Me Thinking podcast. I am your host Nat and if you like exploring womanhood, motherhood, how we strive and fail, psychology and spirituality, then this is the place for you. A weekly podcast where we look at hints, tips, books, coaching, special guests to help us all grow together. Hello and welcome back to That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host Nat and I always say I'm excited but I'm really excited today because we've got Catherine Barkley and Catherine is a clutter alchemist, a mentor, lifestyle designer, a mum, partner, and intuitive creatress. Oh, Catherine. She supports and empowers women to reclaim their time and create intentional homes and calendars so they have time and energy for what really matters. Catherine offers one-to-one and group holistic clutter clearing offerings which address all types of clutter, energetic, mental, physical, and spiritual. Well, Catherine, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat to you. Oh, thank you so much. The feeling is absolutely mutual. It's an absolute pleasure. Catherine, can I get in to the first thing of these types of clutter? So you mentioned on your intro, we've got energetic, mental, physical and spiritual. Do they all, um, do they all work with us differently? Do they all affect us differently or are they all kind of combined in one? How, does, how do they work? Yeah, I think it's just having an understanding that I suppose it kind of, I, I like the start of it with our physical clutter, I suppose. But the reality is all our physical, um, everything that's physical has an energetic component. Everything mm-hmm. in this world is, is made up of energy. And so our physical possessions are no different to that. And then I suppose if you go a layer deeper, most of the items that we hold, even if you think of items in our wardrobe, they'll bring up you know, different emotions for Memories, us. Or, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's all one of the same, but there are certain um, things, particularly in our home, I suppose for a lot of us, we do spend a lot of time in our home, mm-hmm. uh, that bring up, yeah, different um yeah, different aspects to to us. So whether it be mental or the energetic component, even the spiritual spiritual component. So they're always affecting us, whether we are consciously aware of it or not. So um, I like to just intentionally create a space so that whilst we are being constantly um, affected by our environment, it's a really positive, intentional one. If that makes sense. That makes total sense because after I started chatting to you and I read your intro, I was like, oh, I know exactly what she means. I need to go and um, really like declutter my bedroom because it's almost like if you've got a, a space that obviously my intention in my bedroom is I don't have a TV in there. I tried to limit electronics completely and it's just my Zen space. And after I read your intro, I was like, it's not a Zen space at the moment. I'm not intentional with it. So I I even started before you came on this podcast, Catherine, I thought, you know what, I'm going to declutter, I'm going to get my sage and I'm going to make my little Zen Den back as it's supposed to be, not filled with, you know, there was folders and just stuff, you know, and I was thinking this, you've already inspired me, Catherine. It's it's so funny. I think sometimes that's all it takes, isn't it? It's just having that awareness. It's like, wow, is this actually, especially our bedroom? Because it's mm-hmm. one of those spaces when you think about it. I mean, most people, it can vary, obviously, how many hours of sleep we get each night. But on average, there's, you know, seven to eight hours. That's seven to eight hours where we are 
subconsciously, you know, being affected by that which is around us. So if we Mm -hmm. go to bed and the last thing that we look at is, you know, a pile high of washing that we haven't yet got to, (laughs) or, you know, it could even be something simple. Like I hear so many women, you know, they have this great intention of maybe reading before bed, whether it even be digital or a physical book. And even, even just to think about some of the things that we're taking in like I know some of the women I've been working with they'll they'll look at their library of books and so many are focused and I'm guilty of this as well when I started of them being you know self-help focused and mm-hmm. um, which there's nothing in and in and of itself wrong with that but it's just acknowledging that sometimes we outgrow those um, resources and especially when we feel like we've got to a place where we've grown and developed and maybe um, I don't know onto a new phase of our life where those yeah. things if not they're a constant reminder of you know like I'll just think of there's one example that comes to mind of someone that was wanting to lose weight for example and she had actually She'd lost and created this beautiful, vibrant body for herself, yet on her bookshelf were 15 books of how to lose weight and things that just weren't relevant to where she was at anymore. And so it almost leaves open this door of like, we may go back there because we're still we're living Ooh, in the I past. Love this. Yeah, you we haven't upgraded I mean? our space to match our mindset. Correct. And then it even goes one step further again. It's like, okay. I can obviously surround my space to reflect where I'm at, but where do I want to go? And then you can kind of, you know, like not bypass, but speed the process up a bit because you're intentionally surrounding yourself with things that you want to bring in. Like, How do I do this, Catherine? Okay, so say <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to really pick your brain. Say I wanted to bring in love into my life, okay? So mm-hmm. um, how would I intentionally do that in my space? Is that about, and I've read some things on this before, but I want to see your perspective. Um, is it about having space for that person to come into my world, to my home, almost like as if they were already there? Yeah, I look, I think, look, I, I'll be totally transparent in that this is not something that I've personally done for myself because I do yeah. have a partner living here with me. But that is also my understanding energetically. I mean, I can relate to this. My mum's in this situation actually at the moment. So she um, lives on her own and, I mean, she's not intentionally trying to bring someone in, but I'm very mindful that her bed is a single bed that she has in her home. Um, even that in and of itself, you know, if you do want to welcome, um, particularly if it's a romantic partner into your life and you've only got a single bed, where are they <laughs> physically going to sleep? Um, and you see these examples as well of like even like dining settings or lounge room settings where, you know, you maybe maybe it's not a romantic partner, maybe you want to bring in and encourage more connection. Or, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, okay, how many lounge chairs do you have? Do you just have, is it, and you might have four, for example, but maybe one of them is only comfortable, you know, and maybe the others squeak or, you know, so there's all these little things. It's being, you're really clear on the type of life that you want to step into and then making sure that your space actually reflects that. And, and also not just reflects that, but, um, I suppose at the end of the day, it's it's all about feeling how we feel in that space, mm. and that is where we get into the whole energetic alignment. And 
I don't know how woo-woo you are, but, you know, like co-creating with the universe. (laughs) I absolutely love woo-woo, Catherine, and I totally believe that we co-create. So, yeah, carry on your line of thought. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, so it's just, you know, allowing ourselves or cultivating an environment that allows us to feel good all, you know, all of the time might be a store, you know, a tall ask, but but most of the time. Generally, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so that can be every, you know, little things from, you know, like the fabrics that we've got in our environment. And, you know, a lot of these things, I'm, I'm not saying I do come from an interior decoration and design background, but it doesn't mean we have to go out and spend a fortune on these things either. Like, you know, I had a, I had a lady who um, wanted to enhance her space visually and, and there was an artwork that she was after. And I'm not, I'm not recommending we do this to go and um, like rip off per se artists, but she wasn't in a space where she could afford that at the time. So what she did was she took a screenshot of the artwork that she wanted and she put it on her wall. She just printed it on a bit of paper, put it on her wall, and within a month she had the funds come to her to um, to be able to afford the original artwork. And so it doesn't have to be... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but it doesn't have to um, always cost a lot of money. We can get creative and just create, I guess it's almost like a a, a 3D vision board. Like we get to bring it to life in our space. Yes. And especially when we're talking about going to where we, the life that we want or the, you know, the, the vision that we've got for ourselves why not while we can try and bring that into our everyday because we've got those feelings of of lack then we're not going to bring it in but if we've got those feelings where we're feeling great and we're feeling centered and we're feeling like I wanted to feel zen in my bedroom then we're going to feel better and we're going to feel more optimistic and bring these things into ourselves aren't we absolutely absolutely and you know you know when you think about the first thing that you kind of see or a, a question that I often ask my clients is to to think about when they do first wake and like what is the first thing that's kind of in their line of sight when they open their eyes because that is generally going to set the tone for the day. So like I was saying before, if you had a pile of laundry that mm. needs folding and that's the first thing or or you could be really intentional and maybe is, you know, maybe it is having a vision board there or maybe it's having a beautiful candle or a bit of artwork or uh, affirmation or a quote or a photo Mm. something that just makes you come alive and reminds you what you're here for today and what the potential is of the day and and what you want to create for the day you know I do Catherine I want to talk about time because mm-hmm. I know that is a big part of what you do. So I love the quote where it says, you know, we've got 24 hours in our day, we've got eight hours to work, eight hours to sleep. And what we do with that other eight, you know, creates or decides what our life looks like. Uh-huh. How can we get more time? So when you're working with women around like, you know, their calendars and things like that, what is it that drains us? Is it just things that are not aligned, not intentional? Is it back to that really the underpinning of that? Yeah, there's so many aspects to this. I think it comes down to kind of, look, one aspect of that is definitely becoming aware of what lights us up and what Mm -hmm. doesn't. And if we are spending a majority of our day on activities or tasks or with people or environments that don't genuinely light us up, 
we're constantly going to feel depleted and Mm -hmm. it's very, very easy to blame time on on that you know that's kind of like the scapegoat like we don't have enough time when it's really not about time because as you said just then like we all have access to the same 24 hours in a day you know oprah Mm -hmm. winfrey has access to the same 24 hours as we do i think she's i think she's superhuman i think she knows something (laughs) we don't catherine but yeah she definitely (laughs) does appear that way sometimes doesn't she (laughs) um but i think for me it kind of just comes down to um, I don't think it's about time. I think it's more around having clear priorities nice. and also having really um, like realistic expectations about what's actually possible. Because what I find when I'm working I'm with guilty. women, yeah, like you look at our, you know, you look at our to-do list and if we were to just, you know, literally sit there and allocate next to each item how long we anticipate the task is going to take, um, quite often, like the women that I work with, they they are amazed and gobsmacked that they're trying to literally squeeze 48 hours of to-dos into, you know, an eight-hour window because they've just lost touch with how long things actually take. This is me. This is yeah. so me. I think I'm so used to being like, well, I'll just fit it in and I'll do that and I'll go there here because I'm going past there. And then I wonder why I'm so, like, if I've had a busy day, why I feel depleted. Oh, gosh, that week's been full on. And mm-hmm. if you looked back, and like you say, it was intentional about what this actually entailed. We put so much pressure on ourselves to get these things done. And I've really had to take a step back. And I think the pandemic's helped that in some ways because you weren't able to be that busy. You know, mm-hmm. you really had a, an idea of what your, your calendar was quite empty, Catherine, wasn't yeah. it? You know? And I know you're in a place where you're back. Are you still back in lockdown, Catherine? Yeah, we are. We're Mm. back here again. And it's been really fascinating to watch the the adjustment of even, you know, hearing people go from lockdown and then getting out of lockdown and then just trying to like, oh, my gosh, try and squeeze everything back in again. It's almost like it just is not working the same, is it? It's not working (laughs) for me. And no. I really had to, um, I think, just pay attention to my body's cues and be like, okay, so what, what are you doing about that? And really question myself because otherwise you we put so much pressure on ourselves that we feel like a failure. We haven't done all these things, but we were never a- able to do any of these things. We just got this mm-hmm. high expectation that we're like superhuman, you know? Absolutely. Or if we did, we kind of, you know, forced and push and hustle and all of those things that uh, I'm really, it really irritates me that they're almost like badges of honor these days. Oh, yeah. But, you know, they they do. So we we do, we push ourselves and then we end up in this state of like complete beyond like repair overwhelm. Um, And we just, we're no good to anybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And and putting ourselves within that mixture is okay too I think you know we forget that sometimes Catherine I want to ask you the question that I ask most people who come on this podcast so has there ever been a time in your life when something's happened whether it's an event or something you've read or a quote or a course even that has changed how you show up in the world ah change how I show up it's it's interesting I've been pondering this I think I think what's really changed things for me, and it's going to sound a little bit odd, but it was, it's actually been my dad's retirement. And when I say that, I think for so long, for many, many 
years, probably even a decade, I'd heard my dad talking about this this, <laughs> this yeah. stage of his life that he just couldn't wait to reach. And, you know, it was only then that he would start and allow himself to relax and have all his quality time with us as a family and go on holidays. And then what ended up happening or I witnessed with my dad is that when he did finally retire, Oh my gosh, it was the complete opposite. You know, his world literally crumbled. It just ended up so being that he and my mum divorced and that so that was unexpected at the time. And then, you know, so all of these plans that he'd been literally living and breathing for for literally mm. 40 years were just, you know, shattered, you know, and... Mm. And even now, um, I, it, it's taken such a toll on him um, to just readjust and, you know, for him I think he just feels like, um, I don't know, it's almost like he's, he's past his use by then now. You know, he, he can't yeah. possibly start a life now. And so what that has given me such a, an amazing opportunity to reflect on the way that I was living because I definitely was falling um, following in his footsteps you know he worked for mm. himself and he worked um, you know longer hours as most of us are kind of um, taught to to work hard and be responsible yeah. and all of these things and to live for later and and I know there's also another side to that coin and there's some people that live very very much only in the now and I definitely think there's a balance between the two but Agreed. what it has done is it's really got me thinking and it's as a result of that I've completely changed how I live my life what my priorities are how mm. I yeah like everything from that. my home where I spend my time who I spend my time with it's um yeah so that's been really really fundamental and and heartbreaking but as, as a yeah. lot of these learnings are but um it's been pivotal in in me literally living for the now really yeah yeah I think we're, we've all been brought into that myth haven't we in some way and our work can become our identity so much that when, like you say when you do get to that point where you're able to retire you don't even know who you are or what to do anymore mm-hmm. absolutely so, yeah I, but I love that one Catherine I think that's amazing Catherine wait, what do all women need to know do you think oh of this question it's such a beauty <laughs> oh my gosh I look the, the thing that I keep coming back to time and time again is just that we have so much infinite wisdom like available to us like within yeah. if we just give ourselves permission to to go there you know take some time to listen uh to to what's really in our hearts and then mm to be brave enough to actually follow what we hear is a totally different um, subject, I guess. But it's just that we have so much wisdom. I think from an early age we're we're taught to look outside of ourselves for all of these, you know, answers to go to these experts. And and the reality is we are our own expert if we just, (laughs) I don't, I don't think that, we're taught that enough like we're not Mm. taught this it's a skill to learn to listen to ourselves to tune in and tap into our intuition and oh my god it's it's been the best gift that yeah I've personally tapped into and I just 
yeah, I think it's incredible and it's really under, under, underutilized. I, I always yes. feel really grateful that, yeah, really grateful that I've got that kind of knowledge or understanding and I love it when other people come on here and preach the same as I do which is amazing (laughs) oh honestly it's um it's just so liberating it's so liberating and especially when you tune into and can really feel in your body it's like I like this I like one of the quotes you know if it's not a hell yes it's a no you know yeah and yeah yeah I just love that because I think it really sets the tone for what's what's possible and what's right for us because we all yes. know what a ha- like if, if I was to say to you tomorrow like let's just put COVID aside mm-hmm. that um you know I'm gifting you uh, a all around the world holiday you know to to spend as you choose lapping up as you choose I'm sure every fiber of your being would be like yeah, hell yes let like I said let's park COVID that's probably a bad example <laughs> at the moment yeah. isn't it <laughs> that's but fine you you kind of know how you know, excited and, and how much of a, you know, a hell yes that would be. And then I suppose if you compare, you know, just um, opportunities that cross your path throughout the day and you can kind of compare the two, you know, if it's not quite the hell yes, then maybe it is a no because then you're creating space for another opportunity that is a hell yes to, to cross your path. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I'm going to consider that hell yes and hell no when I look in my calendar and diary now. <laughs> Absolutely. Catherine, where can people find it more about you and your amazing Clutter Alchemist work? Ah, the best place at the moment is over on good old Instagram, actually. Oh, I do love Instagram. Yeah, it can be a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I do feel like it's generally a pretty feel-good place. Um, Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm over there. It's just Catherine L for Lima Barclay. And, um, yeah, that's where... And I will... I'll link... Yeah, and I will link all of your... um, Instagram handle stuff on the podcast notes so everyone can find it where you are. Catherine, you are like a ray of sunshine to what is a Monday morning here. And every time <laughs> I chat to you, I always feel like, oh, Catherine, like you're just a little, I just find you so lovely. Thank you so much for your time and for coming on the podcast today. And I know it's late evening where you are, so I really appreciate your time. No, it's been an absolute honour. It's been, yeah, thank you so much. It's, yeah, been an absolute delight. Thanks, Catherine. Have a lovely week, everyone. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the podcast. If you did, please give us a review or share this podcast with a friend. And I will see you next week on the So That Got Me Thinking podcast.